0: Welcome back, guys, to the Full Cripplet Sports Show. Hopefully, you guys are doing well today. It's going to be a great episode. Hopefully, you guys, you know, today is currently Saturday. So, hopefully, you guys, you know, enjoy watching football today. Two games on. I believe Green Bay and the Rams play first. So, yeah, it'll be a good game tonight. Um, But, yeah, so NFL, mainly NFL, some NBA, you know, little things like that, you know. Only a couple NBA things, mainly NFL though. And as you guys know, the NFL things come from NFL uh, news come from NFL.com and their official website and then SB Nation for the NBA. So there's like two things for the NBA and there's like five things for the NFL. So yeah, anyway, so Ram's. Cooper Cup with the knee injury is officially going to be a game time decision versus Packers today. So suffered on wildcard weekend is still hampering him and heading into the divisional round. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup is a game time decision officially for the Saturday game today versus the Packers at 4 p.m. Officially listed as questionable on that uh, injury report heading into today's game. Went down late with the injury and LA's win over the Seahawks. Sean McVay said he expected his leading wideout to play in Green Bay this weekend. Unable to practice all week, and his status might come down to how he fares with pregame warm ups. Cooper Cup also had missed week 17 following a bout with the COVID 19, but with COVID 19 registered team highs in receptions, four in yards, 78 in the Rams playoff opener. So, You know, game time decision, usually it means, I mean, in most of the experience I have with it, that I've seen with it, is usually game time decisions mean that they usually do play. I've only seen, like, a couple times where a game time decision actually meant to know, um, like, very last second, and it it doesn't happen too often. Usually it means that they're going to play, but, uh, yeah, I mean... Obviously, in the playoffs, you wish you know you want to have everyone. So I'm sure it's a little bit nerve wracking for for uh, Ram fans to see if Cooper Cup will play or not, because this is a you know very serious team that you're facing in this Packer team. So it will be it will be fun to see who you know who ends up winning this. I'll be very excited to. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to watch it, but. It'll be interesting to see if I get a notification that says Cooper Cup is playing and so yeah it'll be fun. be a very for people who can watch it, it'll be a very good game. Next up we have Josh Gordon actually officially suspended once again and the NFL has rescinded his contract or his conditional reinstatement that he had previously. So again, suspended. NFL rescinded his the Seahawks wide receiver's conditional reinstatement Friday, leaving him suspended indefinitely. Just three weeks ago, Gordon was added to Seattle's active roster and sent to return and set to return to the field when he experienced a setback in his battle with substance abuse that broke the terms of his conditional reinstatement. Sat out of the twenty twenty campaign following a December twenty nineteen suspension, third season. It was the third season he'd missed entirely since breaking into the league in 2012. Has been suspended six times by the league, playing almost the equivalent of four full seasons over the past nine years. Has 247 career receptions, and was an All-Pro in 2013 with the Cleveland Browns, which is where he seemed to have started the most. Until his substance abuse kind of started there, and then that's when they cut him. And then the rest is history. So, there's not a whole lot I could say about this. I've talked plenty about it before. Uh, it's the same thing here. You know, and, and guys like this, I guess one little thing I want to add to is guys like this become locker room problems by create, but you know, they bring drama with them everywhere they seem to go. Drama's with them. And it kind of seems as if that's what's happening here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if when he is eligible to come back, I wouldn't be surprised if the league either stops either stops re- reinstating him or if they just – or if the Seahawks just cut him or if they do approve him and the Seahawks just cut him. I really wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's still so young. He he, You know, if he were to quit this, he would be such a powerful wide receiver again. But, you know – uh, excuse me, but you know, not a lot of teams are gonna want guys like, despite how good he is. Not a lot of guys, not a lot of teams are gonna want guys like this. You know, when they play like, when when they act like this, you know, that's where the Patriots caught him. He just became, you know, you. Everyone knows Bill Belichick is not about any of that. He doesn't give a shit about how good you are. He doesn't give a damn if you're the best player on the team for in that moment. If you're acting like that, he isn't gonna put up with it. And most coaches won't. Most coaches won't. Most GMs won't. So you know, Bill Belichick, he he doesn't care if you're the leading team, leading player on the team. If you're gonna, if you're doing what Josh Gordon's doing, he's gonna cut you. You're not. If you're not a good locker room presence, because locker room presence is bigger than that stuff. You know, chemistry and all that. You're breaking all that when you have guys like this. It ruins it. And um, so, yeah, that's just a little something I wanted to add in there. Nothing too big, just, just a little something. And here is the divisional round injury report for each of the games. I don't know if they'll have Cooper Cup in here. I'm sure they will. Anyway, here is the Rams at Packers. The uh, players who are out for the Rams are linebacker Terrell Lewis, ankle, QB, John Wolford, neck, questionables, guard, David Edwards, ankle, and Cooper Cup. With, if you guys remember, with a knee. So that's what he's out with. And then dealt for for the Packers is only defensive end Kingsley Kiki with a concussion. So... Packers are pretty much loaded up. They're pretty much playing full power here, uh, entering this game as far as just one player goes. So they're pretty much playing full power, which is a good sign for Green Bay. And it's considered only doubtful, so, I mean, he may still play, but it's highly unlikely if it's listed as doubtful. Ravens at Bills here. Questionable for the Ravens is guard DJ Fluker with a knee and quarterback Marcus Peters with a back injury. And then there's Bills. The only player for the Bills that's questionable is defensive end Daryl Johnson with a knee. So even so, they're pretty much full power too. And this is even questionable, so he may even play. They may even have everyone off the injured uh, off the injury list heading into this game. Browns at Chiefs. Questionable for the Browns is tight end Stephen Car- uh, Stephen Carlson with a growing injury. Tackle Jack Conklin knee hamstring. Linebacker B.J. Goodson, shoulder, and tight end David Njoku with a hamstring. Everyone out for the Chiefs is linebacker Willie Gay, ankle, wide receiver Sammy Watkins, calf, questionable, running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, ankle, hip, and cornerback uh, quarterback Rashad Fenton, foot, ankle, and tight end Dion Yelder, growing. And finally, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New Orleans Saints, everyone out for the Bucs is defensive lineman Jeremiah Ledbetter, calf, questionable, safety, Anthony Adams, uh, not injury-related. Running back Ronald Jones, quad finger, quad and a finger, safety, and safety, Jordan Whitehead with a knee. Everyone out for the Saints is cornerback Patrick Robinson, hamstring, questionable. Offensive lineman Will Clapp, not injury related. Quarterback Taysom Hill, knee. And running back Latavius Murray, quadricep. So that's all the injury news for this game, for all these games actually. Heading into divisional round weekend starting today. And the next thing we have here is the Bronx have officially activated guard Joel. Joel Betonio from the reserve COVID list so as you guys know he missed a wild card game the wild card weekend against the Pittsburgh Steelers wasn't really sure with you know the coach again I've talked about this last podcast wasn't really sure you know with missing their head coach without guard Joel Betonio without all the missing pieces and they just killed the Steelers still so you know that just tells you they have a chip on their shoulder they're ready to get there and you know, I, I feel like they have, you know, for that sense, I feel like, like, it within that sense, I feel like they have a really, you know, with the will of power to want to win, I feel like having that type of chip on their shoulder is pushing them even harder. And the fact that they're all playing really great football, you know, every, you know, that bronze team is playing great football, all three phases of the game. And um, I think that, you know, that mixed in with the fact that the chip on their shoulder is so like, it's so motivating that they just, it's hard to stop them right now. And, you know, if the Browns would happen, if the Browns do happen to make the Super Bowl this year, I would, I would officially say that this is kind of reminding me of, and early on here, it's kind of giving me, it's kind of giving me vibes back with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know? Uh they were in the you know, the entire playoff run, the entire Super Bowl run leading up to winning the Super Bowl, every game they were you know, they were the underdogs. And they came they you know, they just won all these games. You know, they won every single game. Either Patriots were even favored to win that game by a little bit. And um despite all the Eagles fans wanting them to win. Um But, yeah, it's kind of giving me early vibes of that year, you know, with the Cleveland Browns this year, you know. Um, Yeah, it would just be a crazy underdog story to see the Browns win it all this year. That would be really, really interesting. But, anyway, so the team announced Friday that, that guard Joel Batonio will be coming back. Safety Tedrick Thompson was waived in a corresponding roster move. The longest-tenured member of the Browns, Joel Batonio, missed the team's first playoff game since 2002 due to a positive COVID-19 test. they will get to come back for the second one, which forced him to quarantine in his family's basement and prompted him to write a heartfelt letter to his teammates and Browns fans ahead of Cleveland's wildcard game against Pittsburgh. Browns pulled off a huge upset against, against uh, Pittsburgh while playing Michael Dunn. And for a brief stretch, practice squad promotion, Blake Hance in Batonio's place. So this is, you know, now that we're seeing how the Browns are playing, the fact that they're getting Joel Batonio back is just a huge boost for this Brown offense. You know, just the captain of this team. No, he understands his team to the fullest. You know, that's a big boost to have back. He ain't much. Because he's a guard. I mean, obviously he can't, well, he can impact the game pretty, you know, he can impact the game a lot, you know, just by being up front there. He can impact the game a hell of a lot. So the fact that they're getting him back in the scene, the way the Browns have been playing, this is, this is a key, a key must have for this team. So this is huge. But yeah, moving on to NBA news now. There's actually three things I said, two. There's actually three, so that's my fault. First thing we have to talk about here is the Washington Wizards have six players with the coronavirus, so they have a little bit of an outbreak themselves, as I've kind of already talked about, that they have. So this was an update at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time today. This says the Washington Wizards have reached out stating that nine total players were placed under the NBA's health and safety protocols for the coronavirus this week. Of those nine, six players have tested positive. The article has been updated and this is actually good news since just over half of the roster has been affected by the virus. The Wizards held a press conference with the media on Friday afternoon to address the team's situation. According to General Manager Tommy Shepard, six players have tested positive for the virus since last Tuesday, nine total players were under protocol. Players players are tested twice per day and this can change. Shepard also mentioned that among the six players who have the virus, four of which are asymptomatic, just two of them only experienced mild symptoms, no players have had the virus. No players who have had the virus have disclosed it at this time. The team cannot do so either because of HIPAA. Some sort of safety protocol thing that they got up there. Speculated that the Wizards are the quote source of the outbreak of their own outbreak End quote since they have played other teams that got positive cases soon after playing Washington. Shepard said that the Wizards did not have any coaches or other staff getting the virus to date. Head coach Scott Brooks was also in the press conference as well, said that he hoped to get the team back as early in practice as early as next week given that the next game on the road is against the Charlotte Hornets on January 20th. However, the team would resort to Zoom workouts in the meantime. So, easy to say that they got themselves a little outbreak. I kind of already figured that that's what it kind of was. Well, it was a mini outbreak turned big outbreak, uh, major outbreak. So, hopefully they all get better. And, yeah, I mean, already having a really bad record, I'm sure that they'd love to, get everyone back as soon as possible and having a slow of a start that they are. Hopefully they can turn it around. Speaking of COVID-19, Carl Anthony Towns would be my next guy here. Car Anthony Towns confirms that he has tested positive for COVID-19. Game against the Memphis Grizzlies was postponed. So a few hours after the Minnesota Timberwolves were scheduled on um, tip-off for the second time this week against the Grizzlies, Shams Charania, also of the uh, of the Athletic, has tweeted what eventually tweet you know tweeted about it. This in the Timberwolves Grizzlies game tonight has been postponed. Sources tell the Athletic and Stadium the postponed the post. The postponement was obviously related to some sort of positive case for COVID-19. Just sort of 30 minutes later, Client DeTons announced via Twitter that he had tested positive for the virus. Excuse me. Anyway, so major blow to this, you know, to this Timberwolf team in general just losing currently towns you know I um I wouldn't be surprised if no I mean I guess it depends on how they handle it but I wouldn't be surprised if this and hopefully not but I wouldn't be surprised if this leads to a little um you know to a little outbreak for Minnesota as well hopefully not but and again it all just depends on you know, if they get an outbreak, it all depends on how they handle the situation with Carl. So, there's that. And then the official last thing we have to talk about today is for an, uh, also an injury as well. This is an interest injury related, not COVID or anything. Yusuf Nurkic expected to miss eight weeks with a broken wrist. So fractured. So Yusuf Nurkic is. Nurkic's fractured wrist injury will require surgery. The Blazers center is expected to miss at least eight weeks of action. Shamsherini of The Athletic tweeted the news by saying Portland center use Nurkic will undergo surgery on his fractured right wrist and miss at least eight weeks. Nurkic broke his wrist in the third quarter of Portland's game with Indiana Pacers on Thursday night. And an eight week timetable will has been placed and will keep the center out of action through the remainder of the Blazers first half schedule. At this point, Portland has 25 games remaining on the slate. The list extends through March 4th weeks before Nurkic's Nurkic is expected to return. The remaining 36 games of the regular season have yet to be determined until they are scheduled. There's no way, there's no way to know how many Nurkic, how many games of Nurkic might miss. Yusuf is currently averaging 9.8 points a game going with 7.7 boards and 23.3 minutes a game. Lowest production since his sophomore season in the NBA. He played only 8 games the season prior recovering from a fractured leg and again coming off will be coming off of another injury here too. But hey guys, that's actually going to do it for today's episode hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I also thank you guys for listening to it as well. I just also wanted to come out here and say again I know I said the last episode but just quickly thank you guys so much for the support recently. you guys have no idea how much I appreciate it. it means so much to me and uh, I say our goals this is our goals not my goals uh, my goals that I would like to hit but you know our goals that we're hitting to get you know that we're hitting it together and um i again i just want to say thank you guys so much and it's just a crazy experience you know so again that's actually going to do it for today and i'll see you guys next time